Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to the Free Count. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to The Three Count. Today is February the 23rd, but when you listen to this, hopefully it's the 24th. So, with that being said, let's introduce my wonderful, wonderful co-host. Start off this time with my little brother, Little JJ, also known as Josh, also known as Chaz the Third, also known as my twin, also known as light skinned Michael Jackson. <laughs> hi, hi everyone, how are you doing? See, he sounds just like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> On Always With Us. He's never missed an episode this far. He's has a perfect attendance record. <laughs> He's the Red Dog, Cliff Red Dog Miller. And now my catchphrase. That, that that's it. That, that's my catchphrase. No, okay. All right. <laughs> and last, but certainly not the least, especially when it comes to his tag team title reigns. For he is the 45-time WCF World Intercontinental African-American World Tag Team Champion, Chris Idol. Thank you. It's actually 46. I won a, I won a match down in Rio de Janeiro yesterday. Won another title. It's 46 now. Wow, 46-time uh, 46. tag team champion. You know, yeah. you're one of the greatest champions of all time in wrestling, period. You know, I try. I try. You're the GOAT. That's, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you, 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 deserve, you deserve a Hall of Fame induction. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Suck it, Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to keep on that, on that energy. Uh, Suck it, Jericho. Um, we got ourselves a big show, right? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice show. Nice topic to talk about. Um. Disclaimer, um, ladies and gentlemen, it, there was an episode that was uh, apparently supposed to air last week. Um, don't worry, it's it it did happen. It's just I didn't edit it, and it's still sitting in my uh, Google Drive. So with that being said, one day maybe, hopefully, we'll get that up. It might be a lost episode. Um, so you all, you won't miss nothing important. I mean, we only lost control of the show at least about twice. So hey. <laughs> Um, that's what so made the show. You know, that's what made it so like episodic. Now people are gonna be like, "What is this lost episode you speak of?" Oh, maybe they, they will. Well, they'll keep listening, so maybe we'll keep it up like that, and we'll hold them, hold them to it. Say, if you if you stay with us for another year, maybe we'll drop that lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right onto the show. So our first topic, um, 
There's rumor and innuendo going around saying that The Undertaker's opponent for WrestleMania this year has been chosen and that he hand-picked his opponent. And that person is none other than the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. So, with that being on the horizon, WrestleMania coming up, and with AJ claiming to be the uh, new Mr. WrestleMania, is AJ Styles the new Mr. WrestleMania? We'll go with... uh, you, Chris, you, Red Dog, and JJ, you'll go after him. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I don't see why not. You know, his, uh, his WrestleMania matches that he's had so far, they've been bangers. They've been really good. I, I can't say that anybody has had better WrestleMania matches consistently than AJ Styles, so I can roll with it. Him is the new Mr. WrestleMania. I can roll with it. Yeah, I can't. No, not at all. <laughs> um, AJ is great. And, you know, he's had some phenomenal matches. <laughs> um, I just... I see, what, I see what you did there. I just... Daniel Bryan, to me, I think had better matches and has consistently had better matches. I would feel like he would be the one I would call. WrestleMania? He beat all of Evolution by himself. That was one WrestleMania. He got kicked in the (laughs) mouth by Sheamus. He lost to Kofi. Whatever. He's had, in my opinion, I feel like he's had better matches than AJ Styles. Plus, he's been doing it. He's been in WWE a lot longer than AJ, and he's been more consistent in in the WrestleMania field. I get it, right? But I just feel like when I look at AJ Styles matches, they're good. But then I remember this Shinsuke Nakamura match, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, that was a thing. And I'm like, hmm, not not their best work. And especially because a couple paper... Because a couple pay-per-views later, we saw like their better matches come along. It's just that we we know what they did at New Japan, but then we saw what we got at WrestleMania on the largest stage and we got this C minus type match in it. So I mean would if if Daniel Bryan wasn't there, would I consider him? Of course I would. But with Daniel Bryan being there, I kinda gotta lean with D B over AJ. What about you, Josh? Okay. Title to his wrong opinion. <laughs> okay, here's how. Here's what I would say. Do I think AJ Styles is the new Mr. WrestleMania? I would say yes and no. I know. I know. I know. You guys are like. Well, what's the point of the question? Then, if you're just gonna, if you're gonna tiptoe around it? every question. <laughs> Does this every question? Yes, yes and, no. and no. No. <laughs> let me get let me get my reasoning. You see, you see, you see. Here's why. Here is here, here's why it would be a yes. Like Justin has pointed out, he has had consistently good WrestleMania matches. We we can agree to that. I know Chaz is going to agree to that because you know he's an AJ Styles. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's wow, beyond the... Wow, way to put me out there. Like, I didn't get a chance to speak yet. We already just... We're already coming at me. First topic of the show, we already coming at Chad's neck. Yes, wow, okay. we, have to, we have to come at you. You're the host. 
Wow, all right. I see. I see how we're going today. I see. Okay. But, but yes, yeah, he has has consistently good matches. Um, oh, he's had really, really good matches. Um, I disagree with you, Cliff. I did like the Nakamura AJ Styles match. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I enjoyed that match. So, yes, I am entitled to my wrong opinion, even though it's fact. But you know, it's okay. It's true. It's damn true, apparently. (laughs) But but here's why I can also say no. There's only one Mr. WrestleMania. One. And his name is Shawn Michaels. Exactly. Drop the mic. Alrighty. I'm done for the day. Deuces. Oh wow, he's really he's really walking off. Oh, it's only the first question, right? Jeez. <laughs> okay then. Um. <laughs> wow. Um. Okay, is AJ Styles the new WrestleMania? Yes, yes he is. And, of course, you would say yes. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get to that. Your bias is showing. No, 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 no. You can't say my bias <laughs> is showing because who's my number one favorite wrestler of all time? Shawn Michaels. Joey Ryan. You wish. (laughs) You wish that Dick was my favorite wrestler. You wish. Joey Ryan can go fall on a cliff and break his penis. And and I bet you when he does, he'll never get another job again. Because that's all he's good for is dick flipping. But that's not my Talking about I'd pay to see him scrape his dick on a, on on the side of a cliff. I'd pay money to see that. <laughs> Anything oh. with Joey Ryan and money? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that a Joey Ryan shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You bought that cliff? <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately about to kick you off this show. Like, you're 2.5 from getting the pink slip, sir. <laughs> I don't even know what my point I'm making anymore. Um, <laughs> I believe you were saying you agree, AJ Styles. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I agree. AJ Styles is the new Mr. WrestleMania. And to your point, Josh, no, it's not my bias because Shawn Michaels was all, will always be my favorite wrestler of all time, no matter what era, what generation. Just Sean, because I I do believe Sean is the greatest of all time. Now, I'm here to I'm gonna ask you a question. Why why was Sean Mr. WrestleMania in the first place? Why they give him that title? Because he out he outperforms everybody on that show. Point blank. Every year. Didn't matter if you put him on first, put him on second, third, fourth, the middle, the last match. Sean Michaels went out there and stole the show. Yeah. WrestleMania 25, you don't remember anything about that WrestleMania except for Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. WrestleMania 26, what do you remember? Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. WrestleMania 23, Shawn Michaels versus John Cena. 
WrestleMania 20. That's not fair. Okay, Undertaker and Batista happened on that show, too. Thank and you. Thank you. Undertaker okay. Batista was really fine. good. Fine, 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 fine. I'm still upset Batista lost. But, fine, you know. fine. Oh, I mean, hey, you were a kid at that time, so of course you would be. But now, we, you know, when you're older, you understand why he lost. Yes, but still. <laughs> Can't let that streak die, brother. Well, um, it did die. Eventually. We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> um, WrestleMania 20. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Chris Benoit. Who? Exactly. Shawn, you know, put, you know, he stole the show no matter what. AJ Styles does that same exact thing. AJ Styles at WrestleMania, if not, puts on a show-stealing performance. You can't tell me anybody on the WWE roster that's either slated to wrestle at WrestleMania this year that can outperform AJ on his bad day. Who, Josh? Who? Don't me make that face. Who can outperform AJ Styles? It's Poppy sick. Roman. Poppy Roman. Oh, go die. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, you did not just disrespect AJ Styles like that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. You guys taking it way too seriously. No, nah, I feel like you was dead serious about that. Well, this <laughs> no, was my reaction to Chaz. Yeah. You said Roman, and his first reaction was go die. <laughs> That's his bias showing. Damn. Anyway, anyway, my point exactly. You can't tell me any wrestler in the WWE roster that can outperform AJ Styles on, on his bad night. I'm not even saying on, on a good day. On a bad day, who can outperform AJ? So, and I think the Mr. WrestleMania, that little mantra is not necessarily the wins or losses or caliber of the matches. I think it's how that match, you know, holds up to the rest of the card. That moniker, like, did you outperform? Did you put on all that you could give and then some? Because that's what Sean's did. That's what Sean did. Sean put out 110% and then said, here's an extra 25 just cuz. AJ put on a phenomenal match with uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah. When everybody was out there dogging, dogging WWE for that, for that match, and like, oh my God, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles, they're burying him. But what that match showed was that match showed that AJ can go out there and put on a clinic with anybody. Yeah, they stole the show. And that, exactly. was, that yeah. was match one. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So that's why, you know, I think AJ's Mr. WrestleMania. Can't be Sean. Sean don't wrestle unless he gets that dirty Saudi money. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Money talks. <clears throat> right. So unless we get a WrestleMania in Saudi, which I don't think is far off, to be completely honest. But, you know, until then... I think I, I do believe AJ Styles is is the Mr. WrestleMania of today. And if you think otherwise, tell me somebody who is. I mean, I said Daniel Bryan, so I'm on the other side. Ah, uh, outside of WrestleMania 30, uh, he has a yeah. show. Yeah, man. What, what, yeah, he had a neck injury, and then he came back, and he had that fire match with. I don't want to say fire. I'm going to take this back. He had that match with him and Shane McMahon where they took on uh, Miz. Was it Miz right off the bat? I don't remember. No, see, you don't even remember the match because it didn't steal the show. Exactly. Steal the show. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. My yeah, see? fault. See? 
you you I like I remember match. liking that match that for is... a couple reasons and they're not going to be of great success to say why <laughs> <laughs> um and then you know another match that he had um god dang it Daniel Bryan well Daniel Bryan had the match with Kofi Kingston during Kofi Mania I mean that was a that was a clinical match that they put on and it made you hate Daniel Bryan because I mean obviously all the stacks that happened before it kind of made up to it, or that led up to that match. But that match itself was really good, too. And I feel like that match was better than AJ versus Randy last year. Okay, okay, uh, uh, okay, okay. I'll, gi- I'll give you that one, okay. So that's two matches you got, two WrestleMania matches of Daniel Bryan's. So what about, <clears throat> what about WrestleMania 30, where he... Oh, Randy yeah. Orton and Batista, Randy and, Batista. and he had to beat Tri- and he the had to beat Triple H him. to get into that match. That doesn't. Uh, it's one of it's, it's great. It's a great moment. It was his WrestleMania. Like the show was centered around him. He opened and closed it. Yeah. So, Did AJ? Kind of has AJ. Uh, AJ wasn't there. That's not what I said. Has he? AJ was wrestling Shinsuke well, Nakamura. Well, I mean, technically, Shawn Michaels never opened and closed the show either on the same night. Mm. He's rest- Mr. WrestleMania. Then I'm going to take Daniel Bryan as my new Mr. WrestleMania. Daniel Sorry, bro. Daniel Bryan <laughs> is not Mr. WrestleMania. He can be Mr. SummerSlam, <laughs> Mr. Survivor Series, but he ain't Mr. WrestleMania. No. First of AJ. all, Mr. Survivor Series is Randy Orton. We all know that. He's yeah, yeah. Yeah. sole survivor twice. I'll I'll let him be SummerSlam. I, I will give you. I will let you have Daniel Bryan be Mr. SummerSlam. I'll take there that. Daniel <laughs> Bryan's Mr. SummerSlam. All right, cool. So Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan's Mr. SummerSlam. Randy Orton's Mr. Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. AJ Styles is Mr. WrestleMania. And then who's Mr. Royal Rumble? What? Oh, it would have to be Kane. Can I about to say Kane? Yeah. Yeah. No. I would no. Actually, I would. I probably would say Drew or Roman. Roman, yeah, Roman. Yeah, hey, it is. You can say you can say Kane. Kane's got the record for most eliminations. He's not even wrestling right now. You would not mention Drew McIntyre as Mr. Royal Rumble if he had not won this year. You're right, but I am. (laughs) And then if you you want to go based on Rumble victories, then it's Stone Cold. He's the only one that's won three. But he's not wrestling now. We just we just named <laughs> Listen, we just named three current superstars who we would consider to be in a big four. So why would we pick Kane, Mr. Glenn Jacobs, mayor of Knoxville County? Why would we Kane pick isn't him? Kane is retired. He's, he's not retired his pal. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Mr. When mayor. he gets back into a Royal Rumble match, right, I will take it. It's Braun Strowman. He's Mr. WrestleMania. No, he's uh, Mr. Royal Rumble. <laughs> since he's got the Braun's got the record for most eliminations in a single rumble. So it's Braun. <laughs> yeah. I can agree with that one. He looked he looked amazing against Brock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on uh, to the next topic, all right? So why is NXT suffering in the ratings even though the takeovers are super, super duper good? We'll go with – start with you, Cliff, and then we'll work our way down. So this has been, like, interesting to me because we we talk about how good NXT is, like all of their – 
all of their takeovers. We have yet to say that there's a bad takeover, per se, but it's just, it's crazy to me that the takeover events don't reflect in the ratings like the following week or the, or even like the week before or the week after. So we're still seeing like 750,000, close to 800,000 people watching uh, NXT. And then when the takeovers happen, everybody talks about how amazing the takeover, takeover event was. And we talk about all the matches. We're like, yo, dude, did you check this match? What about the Portland match with uh, Dijakovic and Keith Lee? That was like the best match and blah, 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 blah. But then like you turn over the next week and you would expect at least some latent, like some people hanging over and you would see like at least 900, maybe close to a million fans watching, but you don't, it doesn't turn out. And I think Part of it is is because of what Raw does the first, that following Monday. It just kind of like briefly talks about NXT. Like it doesn't even consider it to be like on par with it. And so when you have an event like that happen, fans don't want to tune into NXT. They want to they tune into AEW because they want to see what AEW is going to do to respond to what a takeover did or even what the previous episode did. So I don't, I don't know what it is that's not catching fire with the fans for NXT. It's just, it's crazy to me to think about. So I think if Portland happens and a Raw comes in and talks about, you guys should have seen NXT Portland. It was one of the best regarded events, blah, 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 blah. I think fans would then want to go watch NXT to see what happened on Portland or they would go watch Portland and then come back and watch NXT. I feel like the fans would flock to it if WWE would just, treat NXT like they do Raw and make it a premiere show. I will make go next. Go ahead, Josh. <clears throat> um what Cliff said at the end of his of his uh argument speaks true. It's the fact that WWE does not at times take NXT as seriously as SmackDown and Raw. And I think that's probably some of the problem. And we still have that mindset that, oh, this is the developmental program. That's that's the problem. Even though now I don't we, we can't really consider it a developmental program because it's on a TV network now. But it still lingers in people's minds that, oh, it's just a developmental program. So that's why it doesn't get the ratings that, you know, SmackDown and Raw get because they're more established. And the fact that, you know, they're not seen as the developmental program, per se, if you guys are trying to get my drift. That, no. That's how I that's how I do it. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you um, on that. Um, yeah, the, it's NXT suffers because they have this, it's the developmental stigma. It's you know it's it's oh it's the it's, it's the newbies, it's everybody you know it's not your John Cena's your Roman Reigns your Batistas and all that you're getting you know I got in a sense you're getting the leftovers in a sense if you you know um so I think that's another reason why AE nah I'm sorry not AEW NXT um gets you know it's always in a sense losing in the ratings um. Because, let's see, out of the 20, they've gone head-to-head at least 20 weeks now. And of all the all-time head-to-head, AEW has won 16 in the ratings, 16 times. 
Whereas NXT has won three, and then they both have, have had a tie one week. Now, the reason for that being, I also think it's the way the shows are presented. AEW is it's 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 more lively. You can if you look at an AEW show, and you go switch to an NXT show, you can tell the difference between each show. AEW looks like it's a legit party. The crowd looks wild. They look enthused. It's lit really well. There's a bunch of different colors. Whereas NXT, they're in this smaller arena. It's really dark. And, you know, I want to necessarily, they're not excited as the AEW crowd is because I think both uh, fan bases are equally as excited every week for these shows. But I just also believe to the casual fan I'm going to go watch, check out AEW because one, it looks cooler because of the color. It's it's a, it's bright. It's in your face. More or less than NXT is the underground fight club. If you get, you know, what I'm trying to say. So I think that's why NXT is suffering because their weekly shows, it's just, it looks like a, looks like a boring wrestling show to the casual fan. And I think that's where the, the, the that margin, that gap between AEW and NXT really lies is that NXT is going to draw in their regular fans point blank. That's going to happen no matter what. NXT is going to get the people that they that they uh that they market to, but AEW is going to get more of that casual fan because they're aiming towards the people that you know necessarily stop watching wrestling. You know, or when they found out it was, you know, it was fake. Oh, I'm not watching it anymore. So I think that's where the disconnect in between uh, NXT and TakeOver. Because TakeOver is going to produce no matter what. We've seen that, like we said. TakeOver produced. T- TakeOver sells out arenas. And they're selling out these big arenas. So it's not necessarily much of the wrestling aspect. It's more of the, I think it's it's a marketing thing with WWE. I, I, I do believe it's a marketing thing. And that's why I think, you know, NXT is suffering in the ratings against AEW. What about you, uh, Mr. Idol? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, two things. Um, basically, NXT has been treated, oh, you know, old habits die hard. Basically, all the way from NXT's creation, from the original show in 2010, all the way up until September of last year, NXT was developmental. It was classified as developmental. It's already ingrained in everyone's brain that it was the developmental brand. And then suddenly, in September, it's third brand. That's not going to pick up right away. It's going to take a few years. Before it's ingrained in casual WWE fans' mind that NXT is equal to Raw, equal to SmackDown. Just like when SmackDown got created, it took forever for it to be looked at as equal to Raw. Like, for a long time, people looked at SmackDown as less than, too. Like, there was a period of time that people weren't watching SmackDown. They were like, ah, okay, SmackDown, eh. Raw was where it was at. So it's that. And then AEW being on the same day, AEW is the shiny new toy. The shiny new toy is always going to get attention. I think down the line, the numbers will get closer together. But right now, AEW's new. It's the new kid on the block. It's the cool thing. So I think that's what it. That's where the issue. Is, those two things. 
Old Habits well, Die Hard, AEW's the shiny new toy right now. So, so what, do, what does NXT have to do, or I don't say NXT, but WWE have to do to try to kill that stigma? Um, because let's be honest, I mean, let's be honest, they, 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 they're trying, you know, with Survivor Series, the Rumble, you know, the Charlotte and Rio match at Mania is specifically for NXT to get that big buzz. So what else do they have to do? I guess that's, you know, that, that'd be the next question uh, to get rid of that developmental stigma. Since that's, I, I guess, to be honest, y'all can agree they, that's the main problem. Yeah, they just got to really? keep doing what they're doing now yeah have the, have the main roster guys well look see look look it's just in my vernacular ross main roster and mm-hmm. i don't even mean it see all have is die hard but you gotta mm-hmm. have them intermingle more that's all that's really it and like i said do that do more of that and it's just gonna take time it i yeah it's just it's gonna take time people have to get used to nxt being in the same breath as the other two shows because the other two shows have been around forever. NXT is relatively new compared to Raw, compared to SmackDown. So it's just going to take time. You've actually just uh, sparked a new debate topic that we might talk about next week. Should WWE have, should WWE have a three, three-way draft or get rid of the brand split? Because when you're saying intermingle, right, that defeats the purpose of a brand split. Because the brand split is to keep the roster separate, correct? I mean, we're already not doing that anyway with with uh, Charlotte and Rhea. Well, so. I feel like okay. So with the brand split, I feel like I want to say it's okay in NXT, but it's in, it's okay in NXT because we know that the NXT we're already accustomed to people coming from NXT to the other shows. So why can't it work? You know, the other way, too. Vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that part is a problem. And I'm sure maybe somewhere down the line, we will get that a scenario like that where people will get drafted to NXT. You might see somebody, maybe like AJ, maybe like AJ Styles going down there when he's ready to, like, wind things down a little bit more. Put him down there. Easy schedule. Work with a whole bunch of new people. Big face on the show. So I, I could see it down the line. Them doing like th- doing that. Yeah, I think for me, the number one thing that NXT has to do, and I I love this, and I, it's kind of hard for me to say this. They got to leave full sale. Like, unfortunately, that has to be a thing. They got to go on tour. They got to get people excited around the country because the thing is, is AEW is still able to maintain their audience. Like, imagine if AEW was just centered in Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same crowd every week. They're seeing it. People eventually will kind of wean off of it because they're going to be like, all right, they're not going to come to my hometown. I don't, I'll just keep watching on TV, I guess. But I think is when you get NXT to your hometown, you get hyped and you want to go watch it. Because I'll be honest, like, NXT is always going to be exciting to me. But when they were here in Maryland, I I hopped. I got up. I got my daughter. We went and watched the episode. We knew it was filmed. We even went back and watched. We waited for that specific episode to come through because we were like, oh, my God. So we just kept watching NXT every week until that episode came on. And, I mean, I still watch NXT now. But it was just that hype factor of just knowing that NXT was in my hometown. And I feel like 
with the matches they put on, the quality they do, if they go around on different areas, more people are going to want to tune in because they're going to be like, maybe they'll come to my area and I'll get to see them. I, I, I just, it's an idea. I'm not saying like it's a, it's a great one, but it's different from what they are right now because the same 300 people are watching NXT live. Why can't we have that? Why can't they travel around to give that appearance of being in a bigger production to give that same feel that they are a Raw, they are a Dynamite, they are a SmackDown, you know what I mean? Like, you just can't keep doing, like, the same 300 people and hoping that you're going to get over with them. Yeah, but because it, that is, NXT loses its uniqueness. The whole hype and cool factor about NXT is it's not like Raw and SmackDown. So if you put it and present it like Raw and SmackDown, at the same time, you take that appeal away from NXT. NXT feels like an exclusive club. Once it looks like Raw, looks like SmackDown, then it's not, it's no longer as special anymore. But then the problem is, though, is that Shows then, like Raw and SmackDown on Mondays and Fridays are pulling in 2.5 million viewers versus, uh, you know, 75,000 or 750,000 viewers that NXT is. Like, as as much of it is, I do agree that it is a cool kids club because we definitely enjoy watching all of it. You want to bring in more people into that. And the way you're going to do that is if you present the show like you present the other two big shows. You know what I mean? Right, I agree with that because when you, because to the casual person, when you think of WWE, you think of Raw SmackDown. You think of that, you know, mm-hmm. you're thinking of Monday Night Raw, Friday, Friday Night, Night SmackDown. Yeah. You know, and in order to get that, you know, when someone, you know, they're like, oh, it's another brand of WWE, they're expecting to go in looking for the glitz and glamour that is Raw and SmackDown. So I agree with what Cliff is saying because you know when you look, when you think of WWE, what do you think of Monday Night Raw? You know. Friday Night SmackDown. You don't think NXT. You know, granted, it's fairly new. So when you have that stigma around you, you know, and that, like, I guess that expectation, you know, it, it, you know, when you, when you get something different, it's kind of a, you know, necessarily a letdown, but in some fans, it's a letdown because, you know, let's just say Uncle Joe down the street who hasn't watched wrestling in 20 years is expecting, to, you know, he checks out the, oh, this is NXT, all right, and he sees this little, you know, 300 seat arena this one big old led screen and that's about it he's like well i can see this next month at mcw no you know disrespect to them or anything but you know what i'm saying it's just like your basic indie show yeah and i feel like and i agree with you chris like you do lose the uniqueness once you like leave full sale right but the problem though it does come back to that if you want it to be unique and you only want to pull in 750,000 viewers, cool. Then you're hitting your goal. But we know WWE wants to pull in, you know, 1.5 and 2 million viewers. And keeping it on USA consistently every week isn't going to get the job done, especially on a Wednesday night when you're competing against a show like AEW that does average around, you know, 850 to a million viewers every week. So you're not going to get that audience, especially with that 18 to 34 demographic that WWE is going for. AEW keeps pulling that Mm -hmm. demographic, and they're only getting stronger at it. So it's like, what do you do then to 
you got to make the show like another big production because AEW comes out with a big production show and NXT comes out with this like we're the slow under, underground indie world kind of scenario and only you know so many people are going to be like whatever cool I'm going to go check out the other show because it's bright it's well lit you know they have great not that NXT doesn't have great characters, but AEW has great characters, if you kind of feel like where I'm coming from with it. <laughs> Don't lie now, Cliff. They ain't got great characters. We ain't gonna sit here and lie now. I mean... They got some okay characters. Everybody on NXT, though, like, oh, I'm gonna get so much flack for this... I don't get paid by AEW for this, but everybody on NXT oh, feels we're, we're the at, same. We're at the cliff is paid by Tony Khan portion <laughs> of the show, guys. Here's a conspiracy theory, but I feel like everybody is the same. Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. They're, they all feel like the same guy, even though they all have like their cool little quirks. They're all the same dudes. Like We love these guys because they're like the badass, like, heel, or the cool heel, or the cool bad guy, or the cool good guy, or the cool whatever, you know what I mean? It just, it's the same thing, like, and I hate saying that because I love all of their matches, especially watching someone like Velveteen Dream come back, and though he's uh. a good, he's a great worker, and he's got a great character, it's like, he, to me, he's really the only different person on the show look at and if you look at aew you do have mjf who's just a complete dick you have cody who's completely the babyface the butcher the blade you have uh <laughs> you have jericho <laughs> you have jericho in there being like he's like the jericho. cool bad guy you have sammy who's the cocky ass dude I mean, you could look through and see everybody and be like, all right, there's that guy. You have you have a dinosaur on the show, for Christ's sakes. You I mean, it's like you see different guys. You can, you can be like that all you want, but I'm only telling you something that you know is true. God. No, you said great characters. That is not great <laughs> characters. They're characters. Okay, they've got different personalities <laughs> on AEW. They ain't good. Okay, well, they've got more characters on <laughs> they AEW. Got they got There we go. There we go. We'll go with that. I can, I can stomach that one. <coughs> that one doesn't make me want to up Chuck. They have variety. Okay. <laughs> go back to Jim Cornette, okay? He's looking for you. Goddamn. <laughs> fucking butcher and fucking. Fucking. Fuck. Fuck them. Hate that. Goddamn it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. On the topic of this check got declined. We're gonna move on to our next topic, and with the announcement this past Friday night, even though it was uh, it was rumored, the newest inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame, the Bella Twins. Have... You can't look, but you can't touch. Yeah, as I'm doing my little doom, doom, doom. My little dance. Doom. <laughs> yep, that's right, folks. The Bella Twins are going, uh, I was going to say going to Canton, but there is no actual Hall of Fame building like they actually do in actual sports. So um, they're going in the Hall of Fame, guys. 
Um, Yay. As yeah. You can tell, yes. You can, the, yes. You can tell, yes. 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 Someone's a Bella fan. <laughs> um, you know, as you can expect, you know, it wasn't received well. It was, uh, you know, there was a lot of controversy and criticism. So, why not debate it here, guys? Do the do the Bella Twins deserve a Hall of Fame induction? Um, let's go with you, uh, Cliff. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Here we go. Let's see if he gets that black card. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I don't think they deserve a Hall of Fame spot. Now, will I say it's? Okay, if we're inducting people like Lita and Jackie and, well, Jacqueline and Trish and China still hasn't got in and the Bella Twins are? She's in. China's in. China's She's in, in for Dia. If China is not in the Hall of China's Fame Hall of by Fame. herself. <laughs> she doesn't deserve it by herself. She didn't do shit. What? She was a, oh, you know what? What's I'm about to, we're about to fight for real. Tell me what the Bella Twins have done that got them into what the Hall of Fame. What the Bella Twins done? Well, they made, they made WWE There's a main Total Divas show yeah. that helped get focus on women's wrestling yeah. that they pushed for. For yeah. No, they no, no. They held down the goddamn division in the rough years. They bridged <laughs> the gap. Oh, Ask any God. woman in the locker room. I bet they don't dis- they don't agree with you, Cliff. I bet every if you polled every diva or every woman, whoever you want to call them diva, they're, they're women. women. They're equal. Listen, listen, were they bridge gappers? Yes, I will give you that. That was something I was going to bring up. But as far they as that accomplished... shit ton of merchandise. Oh, yeah. my God. They were mega popular. My God, man. I can't go with them because, no. successful careers outside of wrestling. Cool. They're still making money. So they the way, that they, the way that they made their careers is they slept their way to the top. I said it. Okay. I mean, Brie, Brie didn't. Daniel was about to say, shit. Brie Bella did not. Brie, Brie did, didn't. Brie can we? Can we remember where Daniel Bryan was in his career when Brie and Nikki all of a sudden like skyrocketed to the top? Uh, well, technically, Daniel was nowhere. He was teaming with Kane. Right. <laughs> yeah. Winning championships. Okay. With Kane and a tag team. Kane. <laughs> Kane. They were Whatever. wrestling R-Truth and Kofi Kingston on pay-per-view. Sweet. That's hardly a top spot. My, my point being, though, is that, yes, they were bridge gappers. Yes, they they had to hold down the Divas division. There was nobody else that really could. And to be honest, like the competition that they were facing against obviously wasn't like the elitist, right? So, I mean, Layla was probably like the closest. I mean, Kelly Kelly was there, and she, as much as I think she's good i just couldn't say that she was great but i think my problem though is that when i look back and i do agree that they are draws because if it wasn't for that ronda rousey nikki bella match they openly acknowledged that they couldn't uh (laughs) i just want you to know that says natalia exactly okay i just like you said clip Tickets were moving slow for Evolution until it, they announced Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. 
Yeah, they sold the place out, and they and they then ticket sales picked up. I think I think where I stand on this though, man, is like in the in the first half of their career, it really wasn't a shit. But then like towards the back half, yeah, they were name brands, but I just don't think that they were like. I just don't see them at that at that echelons of being in the Hall of Fame. They were great, and there's going to be a lot of great wrestlers who don't get into the Hall of Fame. But it's just that. To me, when you're comparing a name like the Bella Twins, like Nikki Orbrey, versus someone like Trish, it just it's not on the same level. And I think that we have to at least meet a level of somebody from there. Yeah, that's like comparing Daniel Bryan to Bruno San Martino. They don't match up career wise. But what we Bruno can acknowledge sold out though, Madison Square Garden a million times and. But we Daniel openly acknowledge that Daniel Bryan is going to be a, huge, a future Hall of Famer. Like, we know that. Yeah, I mean... I'm, it's a little bit of apples and oranges. Comparing Trish and Lita to the Bellas, yeah. circumstances were different. It's not well, really the same The thing. era was yeah. different. I'll give but that. That's the same. They didn't have yeah. the same parameters but to, to yeah. work with. But to Cliff's point, though, he's saying to the, you know... The Bellas, if you could, you know, you compare them to, you know, Hall of Famers that are already in there, it doesn't match up. Like, yeah, you like you're saying, apples and oranges to Bruno San Martino and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But you sure as hell know Daniel Bryan's going in that Hall of Fame now. Yeah. So yeah. why shouldn't the Bellas? I just, like, you see, like, should... yeah, sure, they moved they a bunch of merchandise. Much, they did as much as anybody else to bring women's wrestling along. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I get it because yeah. of the okay. because of the match that was with AJ. That timeline, take out the Bellas. I don't even think the the women's division would still be a thing in WWE. Yep. If the Bellas weren't around, I don't think so. We wouldn't have got. We wouldn't have progressed to the point. We wouldn't have got to the point where we would have had Paige and Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte. We wouldn't have got that far. We wouldn't have got that far. I, I definitely. I'll I'll give you that the Bella Twins were the missing link between, like, the Trish days and this new era of women's wrestling. They're definitely the bridge. I will give you that. I just, so to me... So why is that not Hall of Fame? Yeah, exactly. No, because when we talk about people who were real, like, real trailblazers, and I don't see Nikki and Bella as a true trailblazer. They were just, like, the stopgap that just happened to lead into the next one. Because we can we can acknowledge the 30-second match that gave Divas a chance, hashtag that went wild, and Paige better be in the Hall of Fame if this is going to be the case, and so should AJ Lee should be in the Hall of Fame because they were in that match that sparked this whole revolution. It's just that, to me, when I look and think about it, comparatively to how like the other women's were other women that are in i just don't see them on that same mark and sorry i mean i know it kind of sucks to say that but i i do like them but unfortunately you're a liar they're not on the same level (laughs) i don't believe you (laughs) i do not believe it and didn't their last show get canceled anyway total bellas thought it's still on. I don't know. I don't watch it. I I ain't gonna lie. I never watch Total Bella. (laughs) It never never interests me. I do watch Total Divas here and there. Because it's kind of interesting. So, I take that. But I never watch Total Bella. What about you, Josh? 
Cliff and uh, Chris are over here going at each other's throats. Um, yeah, <laughs> Cliff's over here making me hot today. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, uh, oh, okay. you're just, Cliff, you're just gasoline to the rest of the crew. <laughs> I understand what Malcolm X was saying now. <laughs> Never got it. I think I get it today. <laughs> Did he just... No. <laughs> you guys are laughing, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cliff knows I love him. Oh, <coughs> Better not come around Baltimore water. anymore. You need some water? <laughs> so I won't be making that WF- WCF show <laughs> next month. <laughs> just going to stay at home with the title. <laughs> I'll mail it in. <laughs> oh, that's what you're doing? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Let's get to this. Go ahead, Josh. Give me oh. Okay. Okay. We're done with the Malcolm X. Okay. All right. We're done with that. Um, the Bellas are Hall of Fame worthy. As they are, but here's the here's the thing. I don't think they should have been inducted this early. I think I they think should. I think they should have waited maybe a probably like three to five more years before they actually. No, maybe like three to like five more years before they actually like put them in there, because they're still like like the salt in, in the fans. You know, they 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 have a stigma. They hate the Bellas. You know, because, oh, at the time, like, I think 20, like, 14, 15, they were dating the two top guys in the company. Or Bree knocked you know, out Liv Morgan live on Raw. That's why people don't coming. like her. Bree just said she was tired of all these blondes on the show. That's all. <laughs> Take one there out. There you go. That's, I mean, I, I can understand that. that. I get it. Good, good next week, Bree. All these blondes she had to keep putting over. Remember, remember, remember the next week, Liv dyed her, dyed her pink. So, pink. yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, see? And now Liv is doing fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, she's on the show. Such a liar. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. Anyway, back to my point. Um, Like... I think that they should have waited, but also I feel like part of me feels like their Hall of Fame like induction is more like a publicity stunt because, oh, we're trying to get ready for like this new season where, oh, Nikki and Brie are both pregnant and they're, twi- and they're twins and they're having babies, so why don't we push them in the Hall of Fame so their other show could get more of a push as well? They definitely did it for that. Oh, yeah. But I do think that they do deserve it for what they've done. I'm not saying that they were the best wrestlers for the women ever. No. We, 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 can all, we can all agree that they were not. I mean, in the later half, they got better. Yeah. We, we, can, we can agree that they, they did get better. But I do, I do think that they do deserve it. But it's like I don't think right now was the right time. And it feels more like they're trying to 
capture on the publicity of oh my god both of the twins are pregnant and you if you watch total divas you know that nikki was trying to get knocked up by cena but cena was had the ultimate heel turn it was like no i don't want no kids i don't i don't want marriage but then they had then they uh... <laughs> yes go ahead go ahead and mention that ruined wrestlemania moment yeah, that she yeah, did yeah go ahead and mention it it's- that's a he debate proposed topic at, all on he its proposed own. at WrestleMania, and it's like, <gasps> he did it. They're finally going to get married. And then he's like, embarrassed my man's like that. It's like, you know, you know, you know MVP. Out there on live television, on pay-per-view, millions watching. On the biggest event. I, I, That's enough to keep her out of the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to put that out there. That's honestly why I'm surprised she's going in, to be completely honest. <laughs> If I was Vince McMahon, if she ruined one of my biggest WrestleMania moments in, on my company's, I wouldn't. Oh no, you want? We'll, we'll induct right, your we... sister first before we induct you. All right, yeah, yeah. But, but well, so I'll save my Nikki Bella tirade for another episode. But, uh, I, I, yeah. Go ahead, Jai. Go ahead, JJ. But but it's like, but it's like I do think they deserve it, and it's like their name. That the names they built did help the women's revolution. It did help, even though I do think that they get too much of the credit when I think it should be like AJ and Paige. They should get more credit, even though we know why AJ's not going to get any credit. Really, because, you know. Nah, she has a, uh, you know, a husband that's She has a, a husband that's, a, that's, yeah, a, that's, yeah. Bitter. Kind of a, that's kind of a jerk. He's bitter. But, but I think, and I think also like people who don't like that they are oversaturated the Bellas, and they try and they also try with the Bellas to erase what AJ Lee did, and I think that's why there's a lot of hate for the Bellas per se. But I do think that they do deserve it. But as I'm trying to say, I don't think they deserve it no. right now. No. I th- I think there should be a little bit more of a weight. And it doesn't it doesn't feel like oh the actual inducted into the Hall of Fame, it's more like a publicity stunt. And we already know that the Bellas are the Kardashians of WWE. Well yeah, John Laurinaitis married their mother. Yeah. John Laurinaitis married the Bellas mother. But yeah. Um, do I think they deserve it? Yes, I do think they deserve it to a certain extent. Yes, they did. They did do a lot. They, you know, they gave that mainstream, you know, clout for the WWE for the women. Doing you know, clout. They, you know, that 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 bridge between, like you said, Cliff, the Trish era to the Charlottes and the Pages and all that today. They, they were that gap. Do I think they deserve it now? No. Thank you. The Thank Bellas, you. like, they just had a match. What? No less than a year and a half ago. Wasn't Nikki yep. Bella's last match at Evolution? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was, what, almost, what, a year, almost two years ago? Uh, it was a year and some change. Year and some change. That's the encyclopedia, ask Justin. Yeah. So, a year and some change after your, your last match, you get inducted in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if anybody knows offhand as far as other sports, but uh, in other sports, after your retirement, there is a waiting for is it five years? Yeah. NFL is five. NFL, you have to wait five years before you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Five years. For Peyton you even Man- eligible. 
Peyton Manning. You have to get voted for other Hall of Fame. There's a voting process. Peyton's going in next year, though. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, how long has he been out the league, Josh? You're, you're the football it's, it's, guy. It's, it's, it's now. This will be his first year for eligibility. He, we already know he's first ballot Hall of Famer. So yeah. he's, going, he's how, going in this year. How many years has he not been like playing Since football? Since 2015, 2016. Yeah. 20, so we're talking five, five years. Now we're just talking about Peyton Manning, who's arguably one of the best quarterbacks. In, he is you know, the GOAT. Sorry. Give I'm, a Peyton, I'm, a, I'm, a Peyton, I'm a Peyton writer. Give or take. So with that being said, it's, you know, you got to – that's when you start questioning, all right, then if the Bellas got in after a year and a half of being out, why didn't British Bulldog get in? Why, you I was, know – I always felt iffy about that. The retire one year, next year you get in. Because they did it with Edge. Right, they did it they with did Edge. Sean. With Sean. All of Sting. them. So it's like – Sting, exactly. Sting. So I always felt, but Sean, but, but Sean and Edge though. Day, but I, I feel, like you said, I feel like there should be a waiting. I feel like there should be some some time in between the retirement, three years, and your induction. Three is a good year. Two or three That's years. A good year. I give it three. I'm done with three. It's just that I, I, when I look at Batista and his last match was just at WrestleMania last Batista. year. Forgot. Yeah, yeah. and oh, he's yeah. gonna be like, in. It's just, too soon. It just seems. It just seems too soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, too like soon. You were just selling Batista merch last year for his return match. Like I, I yeah. just, I just believed. I think we probably would not be. You know, we we would. We probably would still have to be whether or not if they deserved it or not. But I think the Bellas wouldn't have gotten a lot of flack if they would have waited to put them in. Now I agree with you, Josh, on the fact that did they try to capital off, you know, the Bella's pregnancy and them being, you know, their due dates only two weeks apart, and Nikki's getting finally getting married, and you know, and I do I the new season of Total Bellas, yes, I do agree that has that has to put, you know, that's some that has something to do with them being put in so soon, but, but it it diminishes your Hall of Fame now. The, the WWE Hall of Fame isn't a serious Hall of Fame. I mean, for Christ's sake, Drew Carey's in there. Donald Trump. Hey, chill. That was a great Royal Rumble moment. Okay, whatever. Great Royal moment. Drew Carey's in there. Not a wrestler. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Not a he wrestler. He broke a box office record for them. Yes, he did. Tell but he granted, he has his merit. Those two, those two that you just named, are in the celebrity wing. They're not in the actual like. That is true. Yeah, because even because Mike Tyson is in is in the celebrity wing well, of the Hall well, of Fame. Yeah. I don't think Mike Tyson goes in there. What? What did Mike Tyson do? He knocked out Shawn Michaels. He wouldn't have done the yes. business it did without Tyson. Okay, well, when you put okay, yes, that yes, but <laughs> that's what I mean. the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. But that, that's a significant contribution to it. Mike Tyson's involvement in WrestleMania 14 is what helped get eyes on Austin mm-hmm. in the mainstream eye to help launch WWE. I want Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless in the NFL and NBA Hall of Fame and for their Trump, contributions. The, the Battle of the Billionaires broke a WrestleMania record for them. That was the highest grossing WrestleMania until Rock versus Cena. Really? Yes. Oh, 
You made so that's the encyclopedia. I didn't know that one. Learn something new, guys. All right, Drew Carey. All right, I'll give you that one. Okay, he didn't have to go in. Uh, it was a funny moment at the Royal Rumble, but I mean, I wouldn't have been hurt if they didn't put Drew Carey in the celebrity wing. Isn't isn't Pete Rose in the Pete celebrity Rose? wing? Okay, he got yes. himself yeah. like three years in a row. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a running WrestleMania joke. Is Kane gonna kill Pete Rose this year? <laughs> but my point being, my point being that I think that the Bellas should have waited. I think if they would have waited to put them in, give or take, like you said, three years, I don't think there'd be so much flack because they do deserve it. They do. They they did a lot. They you know I wouldn't necessarily. As far as a wrestling standpoint, like mm-hmm. titles, just and a cultural standpoint, and five, yes, like you know, you know, five star match quality. No, they won so many worst feud and worst book matches, and like the Wrestling Observer that you know they shouldn't even be even wrestlers for you know the amount of you know worst things they've won. But <laughs> the cultural compact and compact, the cultural impact that they had on the women's division, I think gives them enough merit to go in the Hall of Fame. I just don't believe they should have been in it in 2020, 2023. Uh, I honestly, I would have felt a little better if they waited till next year because Mania is in LA. Mm. I would have waited. Uh, uh, I mean, okay. I, 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 yeah, I can accept but no, I just that. think, yeah, like you said, this year, it just feels too soon. Because it's like, Dag, you're going in the Hall of Fame? You just left. <laughs> nah, <laughs> you know what? Weren't they, weren't they just already? on Total Divas talking about, hey, let's do this comeback. Yeah. Let's go win the tag belts. The, You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were just talking about returning, you know, not too long ago. So that's <laughs> that's my standpoint on the Bellas. I, I think they deserve it, yes. But it's too soon. I was going to say, I agree with you. I agree with you. Culturally, they made a huge impact in wrestling. As far as wrestling matches go, it wasn't that much of a shift. However, I will say I do like the idea of them being inducted in Tampa, and here's why. Nikki, at some point, is going to make this remark, and she's going to be like, I dated one of the greatest superstars of all time, and now I can't see him, and he can't see me while I'm in the Hall of Fame. And just like... <sighs> just turn that. They would. They would. They wouldn't. I hope they wouldn't let that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Still cool. I hope they work that out so that, she can a, get that but, line in. That's, that's, that's gotta, the ultimate. Get the heel. last heel. The last. Ooh, good, just that little quarter turn. Ooh, that would. That would be good though. I wouldn't lie. As much as all them producers looked at their uh, at their speeches before the uh, the Hall of Fame. I don't even think even it, no no Cena got pulled so he might if he did yeah never mind I'll take it back it yeah it could happen it could so let's move on guys so we got the best and my favorite segment of all wrestling podcasts it is the Red Dogs Power Rankings whoop whoop yeah let's go uh so where did we leave off did we leave February 9th? did we do that. That top yes, 10? Yeah, we did. Okay. That was that. Yeah, we did do that one. So let's talk about February 16th. Last, 
last week <laughs> it would have been so this will also go on our ghost episode <laughs> that'll yeah, come up yep, yep, yep. the ghost episode yeah that's what we're calling now the ghost episode so we're gonna start off with number 10 uh miss dakota kai uh she had an amazing match we thought that it was great uh number nine uh mr m j f uh number eight uh your new women's champion at aew uh nyla rose uh, followed by Leo Rush. Number six, we have Finn Balor. Uh, this was his match with Johnny Gargano. That kind of helped put him over because uh, NXT was on fire with Portland. It was amazing. Um, moving up, Adam Cole, baby. baby. Then we got number four, uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page himself. Uh, number three, your new NXT Tag Team Champions, the Broserweights. Um, then we're going to go to number two, Miss Becky Lynch. Obviously makes our list. And number one, I mentioned this match earlier. This was, to me, I, I'm still going to set this as the bar. Uh, Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee's match at Portland. <laughs> Thank you, Cliff. Thank you. <laughs> I, Thank you. It was it was it was a great match. I don't I don't care what Thank I said. Thank you. So Thank you. We're gonna move up to this week. This is the first time that these guys have actually heard my top ten. Um, last week I kept feeding you guys who I thought was gonna be in the top ten and just moving people around. So here we go. Number ten, the New Day and the Usos. Uh, their match on SmackDown I thought was pretty good. I thought it was deserving of a spot. It's the only. It's the only time you'll hear SmackDown for this list. Just because SmackDown sucks. <laughs> SmackDown, yeah, it it did suck. Um, number nine, we have the Grizzled Young Veterans. I felt like their NXT match was it was decent, um, kind of predictable. Um, uh, number eight, we have the Broserweights. Uh, moving up. Uh, Monday Night Raw, we had Angel Garza and Bobby Lashley make the list. Number six, um, I feel like I put him on the list every week, so it goes without saying, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, I thought they had a great match as well. Moving up, number five, uh, I only, I didn't put him on here just because of this, uh, but John Moxley, but that match with Jeff Cobb, I, if I could, I would have put him on here too because... He did an amazing job, too. I thought this match was great. <clears throat> Number four. This is going to be one. I don't know how you guys are going to take this. PJ and Luke Hawks from NWA's The Circled Square. Um, they were the new team. They just tagged in. Um, a lot of people know PJ Hawks because he's the kid that jumped off the second story at the mall into the wrestling ring. And so, like... I saw him. He was on the show. It's the first father-son, like wrestling duo, like wrestling tag team that I've ever seen. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a team presented that way. So I thought they should be included on this list. Uh, number three, this was another great match. So I definitely had to include this. Jordan Devlin, um, the Irish Ace, is definitely going to be on this list. Number two, we have the Young Bucks because of their great match. Uh, the great. Tag Team Royal, um, and the fact that Sammy Guevara got killed by, uh, you know, 
Jackson, Matt Jackson, just murdered him. Um, and number uh, one, that's that's super kick though. That super kick was literally <laughs> on point. It was so great. Did you see? There was a poll actually. I I don't remember who shared it, but they were asking Shawn Michaels and Be- uh, Shelton Benjamin or Sammy Guevara and Matt Jackson who had the better super kick. Ugh, I was ooh, like, wow. I was like, oh, but Sammy's cell was yeah, on point. I, I think this HBK man, it was innovative. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Bucks is just a copycat spot. <laughs> well, when Sean did it, it had never been done before. No, yeah. Well, in the in the distance on dynamite. Well, we had already seen it. Right. It was still cool. Don't don't get me wrong, but all right, that's just my opinion. <laughs> and number the original. And yeah, you're right. The you're original right. was also the finish. Just want to point that out. <laughs> number one, um, Alistair Black. Um, that match that he had with Rowan was fire, and it set the table for me for the rest of the week. So I couldn't find another match that could compare up to it. So that's why um, Black gets it here. But in the same token, it also brings up my question: Now that we've crushed Rowan, what's next for Eric? You know what I mean? We find out what's in the damn cage. <laughs> Find out that his that his dildo is in the cage, and that's what he keeps bringing out to the ring. Because I thought it, it was the ghost of Luke Harper. I thought it was too, <laughs> but it's not. Because guess what? Even if that wasn't, I wouldn't give a fuck. And excuse my French on the podcast, because I am <laughs> honestly tired of it. I cannot stand it. For what is it? Season four now of what's in Aaron Eric Rowan's bag. Stupid. It's stupid. I still wonder what's in it. Alright, when you find out it's a bag of dildos, you're going to be highly upset. <laughs> I just want to know why does he have one that has teeth it on it. Now, just for the wild factor. Yes! Because then I feel like the following storyline, why does Rowan carry this to the ring? Ring, yes. And, why did it, and how did he get bit by it? Twice. <laughs> Twice, I feel like that's now a new mystery storyline. There you go. What's up with the bag of dildos? <laughs> Why does he have one that has the next teeth? Eight weeks to find out. I'm I'm gonna be severely mad if I find out it's like a bunch of chattering teeth with razor blades on the end, and that's what cut him. <laughs> I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Like really, that's what that's honestly what I would rather do than watch anything that deals with his stupid bag of dildos. <laughs> but that's just me and who am I? Who am I, guys? I'm I'm a nobody. A black guy on a podcast. Exactly. Mark. A black guy with a podcast about Talk wrestling. about wrestling. Talking about wrestling. So we're gonna move on to our you know, the final segment and that's WWE Super Showdown. <laughs> Coming to you all the way from the beautiful city of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is a country. It's a country. Jeddah's the city. Jeddah. Same. really said a city. This man really just said a city. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go down the line and we're going to play our favorite game. Let's pass the pencil. 
So we're going to go down the list of the card, and we're going to do how we would book it. Pretty much as our predictions, because that's how we would book it. Because somebody asked me that, well, if it's not a prediction, it's how you would book it. I'm like, well, our prediction is how we would book it, idiot. That person who's who said that knows who I'm talking about. So when you listen to this podcast, screw you. <laughs> so let's start it off, guys. Uh, the New Day, Biggie and Kofi Kingston versus The Miz and John Morrison for the tag team championships of the SmackDown brand. JJ, if you had the pencil, who's going over? Wait, say it again. I'm totally not paying attention. <laughs> Jeez, guy, what are you? You just zoning out. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing. Good gracious! So, I was all doing right. work. It's the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. New Day, Miz and Morrison. Who's winning? Miz who and you, Morrison. You got a Miz and Morrison. Cliff, who you got? Sorry, I got Miz and Morrison. Chris Idol, who you got? Miz and Morrison. So do I. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had a feeling we all were gonna go Miz and Morrison. So, <laughs> is it really, it's, it's, it's kind of obvious. I don't. I, I, I want to say it's it's it's, it's kind of obvious, bro. No, it's not. <sighs> y- yes, it's, it's the new day. That is. I, I, I love I love the new day. So you know. Yeah, it's the new day. I don't. I I, I don't. Yeah, I. They I are know, the Roman Reigns of the tag team division. Exactly. Get that shovel. I don't, I don't normally bet against the new day. Honestly, I don't normally bet against the new day. I don't. It's the new day. So, but I, I got, I got Miz and Morris. Never bet against Charlotte, though. You got right about that because she's definitely gonna whip Bianca's ass this week. But Shut I, up. I know. Sadly, I love Sadly. Bianca. So, I love Bianca. Yeah. All right, here we go. We got the SmackDown Women's Championship. The role model Bailey versus Feel the Glow Naomi. If you had the pencil, Chris Idol, who's, who's going over? Mm. I'm going to say Bailey. Hmm. Okay. What about you, JJ? Um, part of me wants to say Bailey, but then it's like it's February, and I'm feeling the glow, you know. So Naomi. I'll go with Naomi, even though I know it's probably that's probably not going to happen. But I'm going with Naomi. Black Power, Red Dog. First of all, JJ can never say that again because he <laughs> just said that Charlotte is going to bury Bianca Belair on Black History Month and then put over <laughs> Naomi. That is weird for the white guy to say that. <laughs> I also have Bailey winning. Charlotte. But it's Charlotte. There's a difference. It's Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte is a seeds race. There you Charlotte go. Charlotte is her own race. Race. She's the a race of royalty. Race. You have black, white, Asian, Pacific Islander flares. <laughs> <laughs> I just fell out my chair. Not David, though. David's white. Miss Charlotte Rick. <laughs> We're not doing that David Flair thing again. We're not doing it again. We're not doing that again. Roman Reigns. Oh, 
Red Dog, did you say <laughs> who you had? Yeah, I got who Bailey. You? He okay. just said Bailey. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Um, King Corbin and Roman Reigns in a steel cage match. Because that's all Roman does in Jetta is steel cage. Uh, do you want me to start off? Can I start off? Yes, you can start off. Poppy Roman, and here's why. Oh, okay. Here's why. Baron Corbin is literally the whipping dog. He's or like you know he's the he's the person that everybody gets, that that Roman just beats up on. It, it's it's it, 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 look Justin Chris Otto's laughing. He knows it's true. It, it's basically his punching bag, and I hope it's over in a minute. I hope so. I know it's not gonna happen, but yeah. Just get just give him three Superman punches, a spear, and call it a day. Wow. One two three. You know what I do put the settings. Get the settings. Put infinite finishers on Roman. There you go. And this is why people don't like 2K20. What about you, <laughs> Mr. Idol? I'm going with Roman Reigns. I'm going with Roman Reigns. Red Dog? If, if, if Baron wins by any chance, I'm going to have the shocked Undertaker face. <laughs> the shocked Undertaker guy face? I'm going to have that face. Like, <laughs> there's, no, there's no way Corbin wins. I'm sorry. Red Dog, who you got going over? With that being said, I'm taking Baron Corbin. Oh, yes. come on. <laughs> so am I. So am come I. on. I, I got to go with Corbin, too. What? I go with Corbin. Guys. Guys. We still have Let's the Elimination Chamber coming up. Like, Red, gonna, he's going to beat him in the Elimination <laughs> That's fine, but Baron's going to win. And no. Saudi Arabia. Oh, Aaron Corbin can get the dub in Saudi Arabia while Roman can get the dub in Elimination Chamber. You there's three, there's three things in Roman life, guys. <laughs> guys, there's three things in life. You pay taxes, you die, and Baron Corbin gets buried by Roman. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he was really getting buried by uh, Roman when he's putting all that dog food on him. Exactly. So it amounts of wins. <laughs> no. It doesn't. So we're going to move on over to uh, Raw. And for the Raw side of things, we have the gauntlet match for the Tukakakakaka trophy. <laughs> um, AJ Styles versus Andrade versus Bobby Lashley versus uh, Bag of Dicks versus R-Truth. Versus Rusev. If I had the pencil, um, I got AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. Oh, oh, AJ would you pick? Would you pick Bag of Dicks to go over? Yes. He might. He might. <laughs> he might use the Bill Nose. That's the finish. <laughs> there you go. Bill's he's gonna. He's gonna use. He's gonna use. He's gonna use the bag. Uh, and he's gonna go over. There you go. That's how we book it. That's my prediction. Alrighty then, so we got JJ's prediction. Alright, Red Dog, who you got? Okay, because this show is in Saudi Arabia, and a lot of these shows there are a bunch of jokes, I'm going to take R-Truth. That's not, no, when you put that that, that reasoning, that's not a bad reason. <laughs> R-Truth is my next pick anyway. because this show is going to be in Saudi Arabia, that's not where I thought you were going with it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like our truth got injured and they put Hansor in it. He won the match. Oh man, that'd been the that'd been number one pick. You can't you can't pick against Mansoor in Saudi Arabia. Oh, you got oh that's facts. That man, that man, 
That man got the true home field advantage. He won a 51-man 50, battle royale. Like, you can't pick against him. <laughs> he beats Cesaro. <laughs> anyway. Who you got, Idol? I'm going with AJ. Alrighty, next. We have uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships. And we have the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. I'm not sorry, just Murphy. Versus the Street Profits. Red Dog, if you had the pencil, who's going over? Uh, I'm thinking of Monday Night Messiah and Murphy over Street Profits. Idol? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm going with the Rollins congregation. <laughs> yeah. JJ? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be different. Straight profits going over. Book it, Vince. Book it. There you go. Throw them out, Uh, man. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, I'm going with the Monday Night Messiah and and his followers. And his disciple, Paul. You guys are. are just a bunch of followers. We are. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Profits win. I'm I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm okay with. I'm the (laughs) Judas of his congregation. Like, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Twelve pieces. Oh my god! I'm waiting to see who is who's who's gonna be the Judas of the uh, of the group when they get to that point. It's Jericho. Um, Becky. Yeah, it is Jericho. So now we're gonna go to the. uh, uh wow, what's the next match? Oh, here we go. The WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar versus It's great. It's great audio content by the way for all those who are listening. You guys have no idea but JJ was just shaking his hips. <laughs> You guys could probably find that on the three count Instagram that video. <laughs> I can't even say this out loud with a serious uh, face. Go, go ahead, the Beast Incarnate, <laughs> Brock, in twenty one and one, the Conqueror, Brock yep. Lesnar, yep. is defending his WWE World Heavyweight Look. Championship against. Can't. Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I didn't know JJ snores. <laughs> Can we just skip this one? I think we all know the answer. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so next match. <laughs> if we had- Are we really going to do our prediction? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even, we don't even need to waste our time. We all know how that's happening. Yep, we definitely do. Love oh my god, I have a Yeah. Nah. No chance. No chance. Okay. So we're gonna have the Universal Championship match. And that is the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus uh, 
Goldberg. 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 We know who Goldberg. If you had the pencil, all right, JJ, who are you picking? Hold on, I'm too busy digging up uh, Oldberg's grave. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> what did you guys say? Your pick. What did you guys say? Who's going over? Goldberg or the Fiend? Who's squashing who? <clears throat> All right. All right, here it is. The Fiend. Let him, let him in. Let him in. All right. Red Dog, who you got? Because this man, JJ, is going to keep going on and on. Y'all know how he is. <laughs> Let him in. Um, okay, so I've heard two different scenarios for what could happen afterwards. Personally, myself, my prediction, and pen to paper, I take the Fiend. Okay. Idol? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Fiend. That's where I'm going. All right, now I guess I have to be the odd one. Yowie, wowie! <laughs> You're picking Bill. I am going to go with paper. I do not personally skip. I skip. Skip. I personally do not want to see the Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Skip. WrestleMania. And if if the rumors are true, and if they are deciding to go this route. I personally, I would rather see Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. So, with that being said, I got Goldberg going over, beating The Fiend. Beating him him facing Roman at WrestleMania. I think at that point, it's like, what would you rather see? I would rather see two newer superstars going at it versus the master of the spears like i i don't know it's weird like the master of using infinite um finishers that's that's what goldberg does he's an attraction he doesn't need to put on a five-star match that is true but he has to at least put on a five-minute match match. yeah at least put on five minutes his hey, match listen, with Brock Lesnar. Five minute matches are hot. Uh, I was about to say his five minute match with Brock at WrestleMania was that amazing. Was great, exactly. So let's not that, that, let's not That's, do that. Let's not disrespect actually, Goldberg like he's my like he's match under five minutes. It's that one hands down. <laughs> let's yeah, let's not let's not do Goldberg like you know like spears, jackhammers, and suplexes. I will say this though. I will say this though. Roman will probably get booed out the building if he beats the Fiend at WrestleMania, but he, he wouldn't get booed out the building beating Goldberg. I will say that. You don't think so? He'll still get booed. It's Roman. I mean, Roman's going to get booed regardless, but I, was like, I think he would get booed less by beating Goldberg <laughs> than he would by beating the Fiend. He's going to be. He's probably going to beat the Fiend. Fiend. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, uh, Roman's winning at WrestleMania. He's winning yeah. the Universal Title. I just think there'd be less blowback if he won it from Goldberg than exactly. if he did from winning it by from the Fiend. He's gonna win it from the Fiend. That's just how I feel. 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I see that. I definitely agree with that. He would yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. get booed less because of how hot The Fiend is versus, yeah. you know, Goldberg. So I'm, I'm, I definitely I'm agree with, with that. You, Cliff, like from a match perspective, I probably would want to see Roman versus The Fiend more. But I think it would be better for Roman and his momentum if he beat Goldberg. Yeah, because if, if they do Roman and The Fiend, it's going to be Royal Rumble all over again. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I, I think and, that, and, it, and they've been doing so good with Roman. Yes, exactly. It would be a shame for them to get that far and just, just be back it. Square one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. But well, then that, that's a good way to uh, end off this episode. I think we. Uh, yeah, Team Ricochet. Team Rick. Oh, wow. <laughs> Team Ricochet. <laughs> I just want y'all to know. I just hope. I already got I, that shovel ready for him. Aww. I just hope there's a chance that that Ricochet does win and he can shut everybody up. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Just, oh, we'd be real quiet. The WWE Universe would <laughs> yes, be real yeah, quiet we'd be like, if he beat Brock Lesnar. Oh, they real quiet. It would be it would be Brock Lesnar Undertaker all over yes, again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I would do? Talk just, about the list of the, people who've beaten right. Brock Lesnar recently. Yeah. You'd be like yep. John Cena, Triple H, Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things right. doesn't really belong right. in that list. <laughs> Seth. <laughs> right. List of people that have, like you said, list of people that have beaten Lesnar during his second WWE run. John Cena, Triple H, Goldberg. Bird. Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins. Seth Rollins. Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Ricochet. I'm not going to leave my uncle alone. Here's the thing. I, I, funny story. And then we'll, and we'll, you know, we'll end it off here. So I think it would be a funny thing they, they could do. They have Ricochet go over at Saudi, right? But the next night. So that's what that's SmackDown. So it wouldn't be SmackDown. So Raw. Brock comes out pissed. Pissed off. He says, Ricochet, you put that belt in the line. Brock will wrestle on Raw for the first time in 25 years. And Brock wins on Raw. Gets the title back. Still faces Drew at WrestleMania. I think that'd be the, the that would be... That is a Heyman swerve. That's yeah, a Heyman swerve right there. Exactly. So I, that'd be cool, but hey, that's me if I was booking it. Nah, you make so. Ricochet defend it at Elimination Chamber. Inside Elimination Chamber with just Lesnar. With just, just Lesnar. Lesnar. <laughs> Put him in there. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I want to say thank you if you made it this far through this episode for listening to The Three Count. I'm Chaz Evans, your host. I'll be back next week. I promise I will be. Uh, I got my co-host, Cliff Red Dog Miller, little JJ, Chris Idle here, giving you all a... Have a happy, awesome day. Drink more water. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. Also, SmackDown is ass. Oh, I thought it was great.